There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 37 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episodes 8, 9, and 10 of The Hunters. Okay, so... First of all, I want to say that it took a long time for it to get to where I'm really into the, the show. I mean, yes. I liked it, but at this point is when we're really starting to get a lot more of what we should have gotten early. Right. We it, seem to, they really seem to be progressing the story along now. Right. Like I felt like they were just taking so long and they were really losing people along the way. Yes. Uh, and that's really disappointing because how it's progressed now, it's really getting interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I think had they kind of thrown a lot of this in earlier, you would have had a lot more people into it. And it would probably have been more of a guarantee of getting, you know, more episodes. Right. Uh, but it is what it is. And as of right now, we don't think it's coming back for a season two. You haven't seen anything in any... No, I have not seen anything from sci-fi yet on an announcement. All right. Well, let's jump in. Episode 8, The More I See You. Regan learns that she was not told the truth about her father's disappearance. Meanwhile, Flynn and Briggs race against the hunters to acquire a scientist critical to The Purge. And no, it's not The Purge like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though we don't actually know, well, we do, but. <laughs> I don't think it would be that kind of purge. I mean, it'd be a little different. All of a sudden they go crazy and start killing everybody in one night. <laughs> uh, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope not. That'd be horrible. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, yeah, interesting. We got Regan actually finding out that her father, who we have all thought up to this point was dead, was in fact not dead. Yeah, somehow he managed to escape the Quins and get captured by Finneran. Yeah, and more interesting that the person who actually did, um, betrayed him was Regan's mom. Yeah. Which I think that was probably the biggest surprise. Oh, yes, no doubt about that. Because apparently she is... Regan's mom is Musa's right hand. And I think that probably hurt Regan more than anything. Not, not even Finnerman, who I am like completely hating. Right. And Briggs, of course, because I can't stand him either. But it, it was more of a surprise than either of them having anything to do with her father, but that Regan's mom basically was like, I'm done with this. We are going to do everything Musa says, and if that means I have to kill you because you're too human, then I will do that. Yeah. Kind of scary. 
Yes, it is. Yeah. <sighs> so, what did you think about that whole bit of information that we got? Uh, would have been a whole lot more interesting if they had given it to us a little bit earlier. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. Like, even if Regan didn't know. Right. But it was like the audience had, you know, got that information from a back and forth with, like, Fitterman and Jackson or something. Right. But why they waited so long to drop that little bit of information, I don't know. That didn't make sense. No. And then we there have... There is so much that Fennerin doesn't tell everybody, and that goes along with Briggs. It's just... They're a little too swarmy for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is why every time she talks they have to have like a close-up on her mm-hmm. and i just think that makes her feel more like jerky i don't know why yeah. <laughs> i don't know if it's just because they're focusing so close on her face and it just kind of makes you feel uncomfortable yeah probably Ugh, and i'm just like ah, i can't stand you that makes no sense it's only in my head i guess but oh i can't stand it but anyway <laughs> And so we finally discover what is kind of going on with the purge is the uh, ones that have been converted into human form have to be converted back to native form for the purge to uh, die. Right. But aren't they their alien self underneath and kind of like somehow compressed in there? Very Doctor Who-ish. Yes. So it doesn't like I thought they were just kind of take you the know, bust out. <laughs> yeah, like it. It was weird because this they have to find this doctor or the scientist. I'm sorry, right? Who's working on? Um, oh, it's a specific disease, and I'm really sorry. I don't remember the the name of it. And it's some kind of bone disease. And yes. he's his science that he's trying to to use ends up being something that the hunters feel would be very beneficial for them to change back into their original selves. Right. And in doing that, then obviously they would not look human anymore. So again, I'm feeling like that's not a good thing to be, you know, on earth looking like that. If you're worried that people are uh, kind of working against you now, uh, when you start looking like those creepy aliens that are going to, you know, basically every monster movie going to kind of come and kill you. I don't think anybody's going to want to help you out. Yeah, but if they're actually are going home, they sure don't want to go back home looking human. That's true, but we don't even know why they were here in the first place. Exactly. So it's really weird. And yeah, it, it, it will depend on whether or not this purge is actually a scheduled pickup. <laughs> You I mean, I mean that if you if you go back and think about Star Trek, yes, a little bit, and you would send a crew out on an away mission to explore a planet, and they were deep undercover. You remember the one where they had the invisible base? Oh, right. And this is next generation we're talking. Yeah, next generation. And so, basically, I'm getting that kind of feel. For what's going on here, but I think at least it's not as, uh, shall we say, a, a peaceful 
non, uh, elim- not their directives are a little bit different than what Starfleet's were. <laughs> yeah, somehow I don't think there's any uh, hunters out there that are like, we're just going to observe and not interact. It's fine. Right. Yeah, but I do believe, that, yeah, I believe it's, you know, they're, they're scouting the planet for a possible invasion and takeover. Do you think that's what it is? Because, like I said, we have not gotten any information. And so I didn't know if it was almost like they were running for something and kind of crash landed. Right. And, uh, again, not something that you have to necessarily walk us through, but even if it's something in passing, you know, we crash landed here trying to evade, blah, blah, blah. Right. Something, give me information. Because is it, you know, District 9-ish? Right. Exactly. Or something. It just seems kind of odd. And they had, you know, getting Moose's backstory was the perfect time to let that out. Right. That would have been perfect. And I would have been okay with an episode of almost entire backstory there because they could have filled in so many blanks for us. Mm -hmm. And again, we didn't get anything, even though we started to get a little bit more. It didn't give us enough. Right. Yeah, it could have totally been like a, you know, two sentences and we would have been able to be like, oh, okay. Because even watching what we've watched, you know, going through episode 10, nothing comes of this. Right. No information. And yeah, we still don't know. And still, even when Regan is, is finding out about her father, we still have no information. Like he doesn't pass anything on. No. And you can't tell him what the purge is. And it's like, Really? <laughs> yeah, nobody seems to know what the purge is. And obviously, if you hear somebody saying the purge, that doesn't sound like a good thing. No. <laughs> and Not we have other things happening in this episode, of course, that aren't very good. Flynn and Briggs teaming up after they pretty much have a, a bit of a knockdown. Right. And those two have so much animosity. And honestly, looking at it from Flynn's point of view... I don't have a clue why Briggs is such an ass. Right. I mean, all we know is that he said he's lost somebody to the hunters. But that's it. It's like, okay, but Flynn's not a hunter. Why are you such an ass? He was duped, you know, by Abby, just like everybody else. Has been, yeah. (sighs) I don't know. Briggs has problems. And I think it has a lot to do with just being Fitterman's lapdog. Yeah. I think so, too. It's like she feeds the anger in him, and that makes it worse. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the scientist uh, is both the objective for the hunters and for the ETU. Yep, the ETU get there first, but... But, but, but. Things are never good when you say but. <laughs> well, you know, out of nowhere, Abby calls Flynn. Which you had to know had to be a setup of something. Oh, Yes. Big time setup. And that makes me sad because I wanted Abby to really want to be with Flynn. But then if she's going to be a hunter, how can she really be with Flynn and Flynn accept her for who she is? Yeah. So I don't think that's ever going to be able to happen. Not likely. No. 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 Yeah. When Abby just calls him out of the blue, it's like, you need to come get me. But Flynn was not as naive. Right. I'll use that as we thought. He knew that, you know, if the hunters want this guy and Abby's suddenly calling, he's she's got to be there somewhere. Right. Flynn is not as naive. He sends Briggs out 
Well, see, I don't even think he sent Briggs. I think no. Briggs chose to go because he didn't think that Flynn would be able to do whatever. Right. So he goes out and he's confronting Abby. And I'm thinking it's probably better because Flynn's getting the scientist and getting him to, you know, get all his stuff. Because, Hurry up. Right. But really, it's like, let's grab every tiny piece of data ever because why would I ever have it on a computer hard drive? Right. I'm going to have it on 12,000 different pieces of paper. But then we have the, uh, the things that I kept calling, like, the, the elders. What were they called? Quins. Quins. Yeah. I thought there was another name, too. I thought they were calling them something else, but whatever. So these Quins, which I still don't understand them either. No. Like, they never explained why they're not fully human. Right. They show up, and, and then they start giving a weird scream out of their chest. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so it's like some weird sonic thing because it was like knocking them, not knocking them out, but disorienting them because they're they're hearing. Mm-hmm. And they come in and steal away the scientist who is also being affected by this. So our hunters are very, very strong, I guess. They're just picking them up and dragging them out with their stuff. Is that what you got? Or mm-hmm. did I miss something? No. No, they are extremely strong. Yeah. And and Flynn, of course, sees Abby. And I think this just makes the betrayal all the worse. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't have the heart to shoot her. I mean, come on. Could you really do that? That's kind of the same thing if you look at all our conversations in the past about, you know, the ZA. If that happened, if a zombie apocalypse happened and your significant other turned into one would you be able to put that person down <laughs> it's kind of the same there i mean even yes. though you know this is something that you have to do is it something you would be able to do yes that's not everybody can do that right <sighs> so the etu of course is kind of ticked more i guess at flynn well briggs accuses flynn of uh Letting them get away because he was all drugged up. Mm, that's true. Because he did try to steal the scientist's medication. Really, that was not even a good ploy. It's like, oh, I'm just collecting evidence. Ugh, that's so bad. Don't even try. But the hunters have the scientist, and the scientist is working, and he does not seem that freaked out about everything. I mean, he's a little upset because apparently they had him working a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> Like, with no rest. But he's not freaked out that they're aliens. And he's right. working and working to try to get whatever so they can change. And he has no idea what's happening. And then finally they're trying it on, on a female. And he's like, is that normal? Which was grossing me out. Because they show this woman in, like, a glass cage. What is with glass cages and sci-fi, by the way? <laughs> and she's, like, drooling and spitting. I don't know if you really noticed that, but I'm like, what is she doing? It was gross, and I guess yeah. she was nesting. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to turn into, like, a cocoon. It came close to being one. Yeah, I didn't get the weird spitting. Uh, apparently, stuff like this happens in nature. I don't know, <laughs> because I'm not that big of a nature buff, so it was gross. It kind of creepy out. Yeah, kind of, except now I'm happy that there's bees in my garden. That's about the extent of it. I'm like, yay, my... My stuff's growing because of bees. Um, But then all of a sudden it turned into a hunter and everyone's like, yay, it happened. And now we can all become this. And everyone's happy. And then the scientist who Abby promised was going home was not 
going anywhere. Yes. And that's... That was messed up. Big time. Because she's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll get you back to your kids. Don't worry about it. I promise you won't be hurt. That was such a lie. And at that point, I know Abby's doing what she has to do for them to, them, the hunters, to believe she is totally on on board with the hunters, but she doesn't seem to be against humanity. Right. So I'm kind of on the fence with the way this is going. Like, how do you feel... What what side do you truly think she's on is basically what I'm asking. I don't think she is an extremist like Musa and Liana. Okay. But I don't think she's quite to the point of where Regan is saying there are innocents okay. out there. So she's kind of on the fence as well. Yeah. Where do you think she's going to end up? Knowing what you know about this episode, where do you think she'll end up? I still think she's going to end up trying to get back with Flynn. Hmm. I really do. I think if it wouldn't have been for Liliana getting to Musa about Abby and Musa coming up and saying, uh, this gets screwed up, what I did to that one is going to be what I did to you when he, you know, broke the neck of the one that didn't convert back to her original form. Mm. So in this episode, she really didn't have much of a choice. She had to get it right just to keep herself alive. But I think there will come a time in the next couple of episodes that we will see her do something that will show that she's not going to let things happen to Flynn or M that probably should have had Musa had his way. Gotcha. Well, like we were saying, you know, Abby does end up taking the scientist out herself. Right. And that was just kind of sad because she has him talking about her, his kids mm-hmm. right before she does it. it. It did kind of give me a feel of this other show I watched, Outlander, when somebody was dying and they're like, oh, she's like, tell me about your house and your fields. So something that remember... That was like a happy memory for you before you're gone, I guess. Right. But still, it it almost feels like taunting at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know if I can, you know, <laughs> you how I yet? feel. Yeah. But other more important things happen this episode, or also equally important. Right. You want to talk about it? Regan gets reunited with her father. Yeah. And it wasn't just a happy-go-lucky kind of thing. No. Yeah, apparently Finnerman's been kind of an ass. Yeah. Finnerman was responsible for torturing him and other hunters. And that he never met Jackson. Mm -hmm. But he lets it out that he's pretty sure that Briggs is the one who apprehended him. Yeah. A Polynesian guy. That was the bomb that dropped. Yeah, and uh, I, I think this is where Jackson is really, you know, I can't trust anything anymore. Right. Because he ends up finding, well, okay, let me rewind here. He ends up asking if there was anybody else being held prisoner. And the guards there are kind of douchey, too. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no other people here. What are you talking about? about. And I kind of want to be like, are there any entities being held here, you know, something. <laughs> well, it turns out there's a, our friendly neighborhood DJ being held downstairs. Yeah. Not so friendly. 
Yeah. <laughs> and being tortured. And I was kind of surprised. I mean, if you're going to bring Regan there, I was surprised that you would have, oh, God, what's his name? McCarthy. McCarthy, thank you. McCarthy in the same building, even if they weren't even on the same floors. Right. Like, uh, I feel like that's probably not the smartest of ideas. Yeah, because you're still not 100% sure that Regan hasn't been converted. Right. I I was questioning it. Even though everything was happening with her father, when she meets him, I'm still like, mm, whose side are you on? It's mostly... I was questioning this because they kind of had like that hunter speak a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we, of course, have no clue what it is. It's all clicks. Right. So what could they be saying? And it's like, wait, I don't know what's happening. Well, Jackson ends up being able to get down into the additional cells, get McCarthy. And uh, again, Jackson has been doing this for how long? And he comes off as... You know, like a newbie. Yeah, exactly. I didn't understand that. Why would you come? Why would you like? Okay, I understand you wanted the torture stop and you wanted to do this or that and help. But you open yourself up and end up getting hurt and letting McCarthy out. And in turn, McCarthy kills like the whole slew of everybody in there. Yeah. And gets away. You're not a newbie at this. I don't get it. And no matter how tortured the body looks of a hunter... In human form, you got to know that they aren't in a weakened state. Right, right. And oh, I need water. I need water. Uh, and now I'm going to break out or break everything. It's like I rolled my eyes really hard with that. I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right. But even as, and at the end of the episode, we find out that. McCarthy's been kind of a lone wolf himself, and Musa has not been real happy with all the stuff that he was doing. Right. But that's because he's been doing, basically doing drugs by yeah. do, injecting drug addicts into himself. Mm-hmm. It just sounds strange saying it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Musa's like, uh, you got to go, which really surprised me because I figured he wants everybody in the fold. That's right. why he's even trying to bring Regan in. So, I don't know. This episode kind of had me like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Better than it has been. Right. Getting a little more meat on everything, but I'm still confused. Yeah, still not sh- real sure where we're going. Right. And Finnerman, of course, ticked off at Jackson. Right. But so basically, us- he breathes, so, you know, she's mad. <laughs> So that brings us to episode nine, entitled The Promise. Flynn struggles with his self-destructive downward spiral. Regan confronts her mother, and the hunters make last-minute preparations for the purge. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Yeah, Flynn is really... I I would have thought that he would have been kind of going down in the spiral a lot earlier. Right. And at this point, kind of picking himself up. Yes. But it just seems like he can't get past anything. And I don't know if it's because Abby keeps trying to kind of inject herself into his life. And that's why all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm here and I don't hate you and I still love Em. And and he just keeps like trying to struggle. He's like, I, I can't differentiate the woman I loved from this hunter. Right. And maybe that's what it is. I mean, how long did they say they were together? Do you remember? 
several years. Yeah, several years, not ten or so, but at least a few. Okay, so it was just. Do you think that's what it is that she keeps kind of like popping up and he he just struggling with how he felt with how he should feel knowing what's going on? Yeah, and a lot of it is because he still hasn't dealt with his military service yet. That's true. We don't have a clue what happened. Right. We don't know what happened, and he never dealt with it. So having Abby turn out to be a hunter is just, you know, piling on his... Confusion? Yeah, his mental state of being, and he is about to overload. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Regan gets to actually confront her mother in this episode. Yes. And brings in another player in this whole mess. Yes, Mr. Victor Carp, an arms dealer. And you go, well, now wait a minute here. If this is actually the purge is supposed to be them turning back into hunters and going home, why would they need an arms dealer? That doesn't make any sense. So, And why he's so on board with everything, knowing, and he knows what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Why do you need this human collaborator? What? Why do you need arms? Why do you need what? Yeah, and that looked like a pretty darn big bomb they were. <laughs> yes, because it was a Russian missile. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming Cold War era. Yeah. And Re- Regan, Regan only able to see it because she you know, lies about the fact that the humans took a baby from her. Right. He tests her and sees that the blood is real, whatever. But I think Carp really underestimates the hunters Mm -hmm. because she's locked in, like, a big warehouse. And she manages to, like, scale this wall so she can see what he had, you know, being brought in. And that's how she sees this giant frickin' missile. Right. And they're supposed to be in Mexico, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the heck? How... It makes me wonder, how the heck do you get that kind of stuff across, you know, across borders? Yeah. <laughs> Especially because last time we seen Musa, he's, what, up in New York? Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> how are you getting that into the U.S.? How is this even a thought? I mean, okay, people smuggle a lot of things, but that's not small. Right. So that's why I was really confused how the heck they're supposed to be smuggling this into wherever Musa is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Maybe they weren't. Maybe Musa is going to be heading overseas, and maybe it's easier in some weird random little country. Right. But it just doesn't seem that way. I'm sure Mexico has a few more uh, (coughs) corrupt officials than (laughs) some other countries. Uh. (laughs) So interestingly enough... Regan's mother actually shows up to to see her. And the flashbacks that we've gotten was Regan's mother did not want anything to do with Regan acting human, even trying to, you know, fit into the disguise. Right. And the fact that she would come because it's her child or assigned child, however you want to look at it, just seemed really odd, too, because... With the flashbacks, she seemed to have nothing to do with any kind of emotion. Right. Not even talking about human emotion. I mean, even animals have, you know, like a bonding thing, but there was like nothing. She wanted nothing to do with this. She's all about the mission. But, I mean, honestly, wasn't the mission at that time to 
to keep breeding hunters and to keep them safe. You would think so, but... Uh, not the way she acted. No, not at all. Uh, so, of course, you know, you get a little mommer, mommer <laughs> mother-daughter. <laughs> I combine that. Uh-huh. Uh, drag down fight. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty uh, intense, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said before, could you, you know, shoot somebody that's supposed to be your blood or, you know, so integral in your life? But she didn't seem to have any problems. She was ready to kill Regan in a hot second. Yes. The truck wouldn't have come by when it did. Regan would have been done. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing a whole lot out of this episode. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, Jeez. we talked about um, Martinez uh, <laughs> finally getting the uh, hunter to convert to its true form, and that was in this episode, not in the last one. Oh, was it? I thought yeah. it. I thought it was the last. <laughs> I thought he did it all in one. I'm, I apologize for that giant boom. I don't know if I'll be able to edit that out. Yes, it's right around 4th of July. That sounded like it was right outside my window. Yeah. Oh, my God. As long as my dog didn't have a heart attack. Yes, baby. Oh, my God. That was the hunters coming for me. They're getting closer. (laughs) Of course, at the end of the episode, Regan returns. Gives Finnerman all the information, but Finnerman says, oh, well, you didn't bring Liliana back, so I'm not letting your father go. And when Regan goes in there, Ted apologizes for not being able to protect her. And it's she won't be safe because the ETU will keep using them against each other. So he pulls back his shirt and reveals that he's uh, stabbed himself. Yeah, because Finnerman gave him a pen and it's like, here, translate everything. Right. Oh, that was so sad. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's bleeding out. Because, I mean, obviously, the anatomy is going to be completely different. Right. So, yeah, you you have no idea what kind of main artery he got in, like, his side. But, yeah, he'd been bleeding out and the way the cameras were, they had no idea. But he says to her, protect the innocent. Yes. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> but then he says something in hunter speak. Right, that we have no idea what he said. I, I was assuming it's like, I love you or something. Knowing the father, yeah, that's probably what he what it was. Right. Because he because, did seem to care for Reagan quite a bit. Right, and he had said before when they first, first met or were reacquainted, whatever. How Reunited. Right? Thank you. That... The mission was never his priority. She always was. Right. And loving her, and that was what he he did. And that was really heartbreaking because you're going into this where you have the polar opposites with the mother. Like, it's all about the mission mm-hmm. and getting us where we need to be and forget humanity. And you have the father who was like, you were everything. Mm-hmm. You were my world. I cared about nothing else. And it's like, oh, that's so hard because that's like something that you see happen, you know, all over the place. This isn't it, – it's kind of reversed roles too because right. any kind of show, they always have the father really distant, really – Cold and heartless. And focused on work basically. Yeah. And the mother is like, no, I'll take care of you and nurture, blah, blah, blah. But this – I mean it was flipped and it was just – 
I, I felt like it was a little more heartbreaking because, like I said, what we have seen in basically every show ever, it's the other way around. And so you're almost used to it. Where this, I think, it really did make it harder. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So episode nine, I kind of rambled through. <laughs> it's like, hurry, hurry, hurry. Let's go to ten. Yes. Our system. Flynn faces his demons by visiting the only other Marine in his platoon to survive the captivity in Afghanistan. Meanwhile, the ETU discovers that M might know too much. All right. Again, Finnerman making herself a giant ass. Yes. The character we all love to hate. <laughs> you know, this character, honestly, is ranking right up there with my Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> uh, Ramsey Bolton and um, Joffrey. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of those where you're you're like, oh my gosh, I hate this character so much. Kudos to the actor to be able to pull this off. Because for you just to have this visceral feeling of how much you dislike the character, I think that's huge. And, and I honestly hope that you know, the actress is nothing like that. Of I mean, not of the other ones, they're not. But I'm assuming she's not like this. But it's just one of those things that you're like, ah, oh, you were so evil. And I say this because, and I'm going to do that part first. Emma's leaving messages for Flynn because Flynn, like we said, is going to visit his Marine buddy. Yeah. And she says that she found something and she knows about Abby. Mm-hmm. And Finnerman tells Regan to go talk to her and see what she knows. Oops. And Regan had wanted her father's body so she can bury him or cremate him or whatever. Right. And she's like, well, go contain this and I will give you his body. I mean, Regan stopped. She's like, you want me to contain her? Which way back at the beginning, we've learned that containment means killing the person. Right. And I'm like, she wants to kill M. And I started to have a little bit of a panic attack because, I mean, Emma is such an innocent. She doesn't know what's going on. Right. She doesn't understand everything either because of um, whichever. She doesn't have a disease, but whichever. Yeah. Um, she's autistic, I believe, yeah. on the spectrum. Whatever she's diagnosed with. And I'm just like, oh, my God, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm just like, I hate you so much. <laughs> And I'm hoping that Regan, no matter what, is not going to fall into that. Right. And just listen. And because if she did, I feel like it's Briggs. But Regan, after, especially after talking to her father and her father says, protect the innocent. I was really hoping that Regan is going to be like, Emma is an innocent child. Right. And uh, it was hard because she, when she went to go talk to Em, she seemed very cold and she's, uh, I, this is going to be rough. Um, when she was like, I'm a friend of your dad's. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's not creepy the way you say it. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell me what you were going to tell him. It's fine. It's like, all right, now you're creeping me out and you're making yeah. me think you're really going to kill her. Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't know if the hunter is talking to her or if it's Regan. And, and you, then- you can tell that Regan doesn't have any experience with children at all. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess that would be a way to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Regan's like, okay, what what papers did you have? He's, he told me you had paperwork. 
And this was weird because why did M take it from their house? Because M only found it because she was upset and she went looking for something to cut herself. Right. And and I didn't know how many people caught that right away. Because she was looking for something, anything, a paper clip, which is weird, but whatever. And she finds the papers, which, again, I'm thinking, why does he have all that there? And it turns out that was from, was it Moose's locker? No. It's where they found Abby's body. Right. The real Abby. And he didn't want it to fall in the wrong hand, so he took it home, which that seemed like it was kind of odd. Wouldn't they have noticed that stuff? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> Don't you catalog? I mean, whatever. So she ends up taking it from the house to her school. And then while at school, it's not even in a room. She has it squirreled away in like a trailer that they had found on a hike. Mm-hmm. Which, again, seems weird because you have no idea whose that is. Yeah. But she also, at one point, gets very leery of Regan, which was smart. And she ends up kind of fighting with her. And Regan drops her gun. And, again, Regan is much, much stronger. Mm-hmm. Was she just trying not to hurt her? Is that what it was? I think so, but... And then she drops the gun, and Em is pointing the gun at Regan, and I'm thinking, okay, first of all, nothing good can come of this. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought she was going to go all hunter on her. But Em ends up shooting her, and I was just like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, that was a dumb move, kid, and... Like, no big deal. You shot me. (laughs) Yeah, because you didn't want her to know what's going on. That's not going to be weird. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, M says you're one of them, aren't you? It's true. So M knows more, but Regan is pretty much still really chill about everything. Mm Mm-hmm. Because M's like, I need to talk to him. My dad, because even though she's shot and she's a little ticked and she's like, that's not your dad. And Em's just screaming, that's the closest thing I have. And I think that's what really got to Regan, because Regan's dad wasn't her actual father. Right. But again, closest thing she had. And I think, if anything, that's what really pushed Regan over. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was happy about that because Regan, you know, lies and says, no, she doesn't know anything. Right. She, she, the truth. I I wonder what she said that she knew the truth about Abby. I'm really wondering what it is that she put in her report. Right. To, you know, play off what M knows. Mm Mm-hmm. Any, any ideas? No, because if M even admits that, or Regan writes down that M told her that Abby was a hunter. That's too much knowledge. Right. Because the normal public do not know the of the existence of hunters. I, know, I guess she could have said, I know she was married or something, you know. Right. Or I she, found the paper. She ran off, you know. Oh, yeah. Instead of died. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just wondering because they don't ever touch on that. No. You know, so you're like, oh, what could you know? All right, why don't you take us over to Flynn and his Marine friend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> friend was in quotes, in case you didn't know that. Yeah, because he goes over there, and he really wants to know what happened. And Brecky basically tells him that, no, it wasn't the captors that killed everybody. It was Flynn. I totally had a mouth drop with that. Yeah, and you go, uh, yeah, that's not... 
good. Right, because I felt like maybe it explains the scar and Briggs being such an ass about everything. Like, maybe they know more about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what if he did kill them all? Mm-hmm. But then things started to get weird. Yeah. Fortunately, Bricky's wife opens her mouth <laughs> and tells Flynn that Bricky was a mess when he came back from Afghanistan until one night he drove off the side of the road and disappeared for several days after which he returned a changed man. Yeah, that kind of set set off like light bulb. Yeah, that was the warning sign Flynn needed. He immediately goes to the bathroom, and voila, there's lotion, lotion, and more <laughs> lotion. That's a lot of lotion. Uh-huh. No, we've talked about it before. Women, not so weird. Guys having that much lotion? It'd be kind of strange. Yes, and it's stranger because he has a prosthetic leg. Yes. Because I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, how does that work? <laughs> but we find that out. Yes. All because he's like, you should stay for dinner. And he wasn't going to. He's going to get back to M. But he's he makes a call, and it turns out the call was not to M, even though he said it was going to M. Right. It was to Jackson. An, mm-hmm. But he's playing it off like he's calling his kid. And he's walking, and he has two flat tires. Yeah. It's like, if you didn't know before you that, now. yeah, like, <laughs> there you go, 100%. And Jackson's like, something's wrong. I know. But at least, you know, they were able to track him to there, and he, they send out the people, you know. Right. But, ah, oh, this dude, like, Flynn's trying to fight, and Flynn is trying to keep it so it's only between them. Right. And the guy, like, grabs the wife. And just slams her head into the table. Uh, repeatedly. Several times. With the the children there, yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I don't believe that just happened. Yeah. (laughs) So after that's, you know, done and Flynn takes off running and the guy comes running after Flynn as well. Now, at least the kids are inside and safe. Yeah. We hope well, kids. yeah, they weren't until Briggs got there, but yes, right. they do end up being. And surprisingly, Briggs, in this moment, showed a lot of compassion. Yeah, which, where did that come from? Right. <laughs> Seriously, dude confuses me. Yeah. Because he's such a jerk, but then he's like super nice to these kids, and he's like, no, you're safe, it's fine. And, you know, asking them, do you know who did this? And the, they're not talking. They're shaking the head. And it's like, was it your father? Yes. And so, you know, they're, they're off and running. But, he, well, theoretic or not theoretically. <laughs> they're running around the house, checking stuff out, trying to save the kids. He's like, get the, get the kids safe. But Flynn is still out there with this guy. And why is it these people all live on these not big estates, but surrounded by all these this land with all these trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, how convenient is this for the bad guys? <laughs> so what freaked me out with this, though, was as the, the other guy's chasing him, all of a sudden, like, because he loses him, he kind of, like, rips his ears. Uh-huh. And it bulges out, so it's like hunter ears sticking out behind his ears. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there going... Wait a minute. I thought you guys weren't you underneath, really. Mm-hmm. So I was confused with this, too. Yeah. That that was something I didn't expect, and it sure didn't 
go along with the conversion that we'd seen previously. Right. If he was able to do something that allowed his hearing to go to super sensitive just by cutting behind his ear. Uh, that was weird. Yes, it was. But, yeah, Flynn, Flynn, Flynn and Hannah end up fighting, and Flynn ends up getting, you know, the upper hand, which was almost accidental, though. Right. Yeah, because it was during a second chase, and they fell, and Brecky basically gets shish by a broken tree. Right. And then Flynn ends up beating the crap out of him. But he's asking, you know, when did this happen? How did you change him? And, you know, he's telling him everything. I'm like, why? Why are you telling him this? Well, he doesn't tell him everything because he doesn't know what Musa sees in him. Right, but because he came back for the other guy is why Musa let him live. But he didn't understand what the big deal was with that. Right. So I'm feeling like, okay, does that mean the hunters are like, oh, hey, you're hurt, you're done? <laughs> it's like, I ain't helping you? Is that, like, what it was? It, it was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. But he also says that when he ends up taking over his body, he had to cut off his own leg. Right. Because the guy had a prosthetic, and I'm like... That's some determination, all right? Mm-hmm. Wow. And Flynn beats crap out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I mean, is there anything to take back to ETU at that point? I'm saying no. <laughs> yeah, I think- I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Finnerman would, would take it and torture it some more. I didn't even think he or, left anything alive. Yeah, or autopsy it. Yeah. <sighs> wow. So, yeah, these episodes... Got better, more information, a little bit more backstory, but not as much as we wanted. Right. We're getting more more to the whole storyline, but I feel like it is a little late in the, the season. Yeah. I tend to agree with you there. It's so, a little too, li- little too little too late. <laughs> out of all these episodes, is there anything else that you, you feel is really important to talk about? Not really, because we still haven't... There's still... Too many major questions that haven't been answered yet. Like, what is the purge? Yeah, what is the purge? You know, it can't be what Moose has said it was, or he wouldn't need weapons. So, what, you know, it, it can't be good. That's all I know, is it can't be good. <laughs> I have to agree. All right. So, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, though, when we're talking about the Hunters, I think this is everything on these few episodes. Which I feel like it should be more with when we're covering three, but yeah. not so much. All right. So please rate and review us on every platform that you find us on. And I want to thank everybody who is following us and listening to us because we have been getting more downloads. And, of course, it's all because of you guys. And thank you so much. Yes, it is. Um, good ratings, of course, help other fans of the show find us. We want to know what you think about this show, about all of sci-fi shows, about anything else you want us to talk about, a sci-fi show that isn't officially on Sci-Fi Channel that we should totally be watching. You should let us know. Yes. Uh, FangirlZonePodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the website, www.FangirlZone.com. We have all sorts of stuff we're putting up there about cons, about shows, <laughs> forgetting words. <laughs> And maybe I'll put something up about how I can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> Con shows our affiliate shopping links, which, you know, there's some really cool stuff on there. And it's really hard not to go buy a bunch of stuff myself. 
<laughs> it doesn't cost you guys any more money if you go on there. It just kind of helps us out and, you know, helps me pay for all the equipment that I have purchased on credit. But, you know, oh. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we love this, and I wanted to sound better for you guys. And, you know, some of our shows sound like tin cans, so that's why we had to upgrade this. <laughs> Oh, those tin cans can only stretch so far, and, you know, we're not yeah, that close. Yeah, especially between Dallas and Chicago. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, a lot of people hitting that string, making it weird. But yeah. anyway, you can, of course, find us on Fangirl Zone. You can find us on Hollow Nine. And Steve is all over the interwebs, which I'm sure you know by now if you've been listening to us. Yes. <laughs> so make sure you get a hold of us and talk to us and tweet with us, which a lot of you have been, and we are very grateful and very happy that you guys have a chance to talk to us and we have a chance to talk to you. So again, until the next episode of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve, and I hope the purge is for Finnerman. <laughs> <laughs> until next time. <laughs>